about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. for this time together. Thank you for, for speaking to me about what you want to share with, with your family. I just, you know, just want to be a channel of your peace so that whatever it is that you want to touch in someone's heart or mind, that you can do that tonight. And we just thank you and praise you and give you all the glory, Lord. Your love is just an amazing blanket that just washes all over us and covers us, and, and I thank you for that. And I thank you for everyone here, and we bless everyone here, and we just pray that God's word just pierces through every bone marrow, every spirit, soul, joint. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, so um, I'm in a good place, obviously, because I don't know what I want to say. <laughs> I called James. I'm like, James, I got nothing. He's like, well, that's a good place to be. I'm like, which is because, you know, it has, it's just the Lord. So yesterday, so I did this. I called him on, I was just really not in a good place on, um, what was it, maybe Monday. And I'm like, I know nothing. I know nothing. I have nothing in me. And I was just, I was mad. I'm like, where are you? Walking around. And I called James. He's like, oh, no, that's a good place to be. And I was like, what? And then we started talking. And I just shut everything down, and I went to bed. It was like, shut the door. He does it all the time. He says, shut the door. And I went, and I went to bed, and I listened to you know, um, the Bible. And then the next day, he woke. I was in the shower, and he wouldn't stop. I'm like, oh, my God, you can't do this to me right now. God, you know I'm taking a shower. i got to write this down. Please don't let me forget what you're saying. And he's, like, telling me stories about me when I was a little girl. And he started with the story, and I don't know why. Well, I do know why because it, I guess it, it bubbled up in my heart and I started laughing. But um, when I was a kid, my family, my father and my mother, we moved in with my cousins because there was a tragedy in our family. My father was like 20, I don't know, four. My mother was 22. And there were seven kids. My aunt had five children. She was a lot older than my mother. But she had no husband. So my father moved me, my brother, and my mom into this house. And I guess one night we were making noise, like upstairs, and my father was like, the next time I hear anything, I'm going to come up there. And, I'm gonna, and we were like, so we were still making noise. But my cousin Tony and was sleeping, but I heard, we heard my father running up the stairs to like, you know, <laughs> hit us, right? So he ran up, and we all scattered. Somebody was hiding behind the curtain. Somebody was under the bed. And all of a sudden, he just starts hitting things. And my cousin was really sleeping in the bed. <laughs> she jumped up. She's like, what did I do? And then God started talking to me about love, you know, and how, like, even though, like, how, even with my own son, you know, he was just talking to me about how a father loves. And, and then he reminded me on Sunday, on Father's Day, about on our way here about, remember when you were a little kid, he's like, this is how I feel about you. Remember how your father and your mother and you would, you would get your cousins together and you would make like a skit, sing and dance and we would want all the adults to watch. He goes, that's what I'm doing when you guys are worshiping me. 
I'm like sitting and I'm watching you guys sing and dance and, and celebrate. And it's like all your talents and your gifts are being shown to me, you know, and I wanted to share that, but there was so much going on and I did, I, it was for me to save for today, which was really awesome, you know, because he kept it in my heart. And I think, and at the time I was not going to even talk about this. I was going to talk about, you know, knowledge and wisdom and understanding because, you know, I teach a lot and God just for the last couple of days, I didn't do anything with the Lord. I just stood with the Lord and I just stayed with him and let him love on me. And even though I felt alone, I knew I wasn't, he, he showed up, you know, and I needed to get to that place because I'm constantly and constantly like, you know, in the word and doing the word and learning the word and teaching the word. And, and this was about me and him these past couple of days, which was really awesome. So God wants me to talk about God is love, right? And um, so love is the solution to every problem, every situation. Jesus is love, God's love to us, right? A wonderful gift. And anything that goes wrong in my life, anything, I know Jesus is the answer. And it's covered by, if I don't know what to do, just show love. Even to my worst enemy, just do something kind, do something loving, right? So it covers a multitude of sin. It's a perfect love cast out all fear. So if I'm not um, certain about something, you know, I, I, I turn to God's love and he gives me the comfort and the direction that I need. So I had to learn how to love through God's eyes of compassion by the Holy Spirit. And I shared the last time when I taught, I don't know if it was the last time, but at one time I shared about actually seeing, uh, stopping a, a, he was like a, a wanderer. He wasn't a bum. He wasn't a homeless man. He was just like a, a, a wanderer. It was someone that I've never seen before. He wasn't like the typical, had everything. He was just standing in the shadow when I talked to him. And when I got in the car, God put in my heart that uh, the least of them, you know, you, it could be me. And I just started I felt the blanket, the cover of love, of compassion that came through me. And this is when things really started to um, pick up speed in, in, in my walk with the Lord and with others. You know, God started bringing people in to come to the groups. And at first it was just me and maybe two or three other people, then other people. But I had to get to that place of love because it's all about love. Our whole life is about love, you know, and how, we, how we're loving others and how we perceive love to be from the father because that's our image right so people don't have love people aren't we're not we don't have the ability to love the agape love that god has for us right we need the holy spirit the holy spirit's fruit is love so you know i thought my whole life that i was in love with this and i loved that and 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 there is a type of love but it's not the agape god love it's ungodly love you know, and sometimes they can, if, and most of the time, I wanted the ooey-gooey, chewy love. But God's love, I'm not even looking at this, God's love is truth. So sometimes it's the discipline part of dad when truth hits you and you're like, ooh, that burnt, because that's sin burning. I always say sin is combustible. So whenever you're feeling like, ooh, offended or hurt or like, you know, what's, what is that person? It's really not the person. It's you're being faced and judged with God's word. Something true about you came to the light and you know, you get like, huh. So 
the more I practice that, like knowing that, the less I respond that way. And the more I can respond in love because I know God loves me. And it, and it, it makes it easier to work with people. Can't be around people if you don't know how to love, you know? And I can't say I'm perfect or, you know, things happen, but we have Jesus to say, Father, you know, forgive me. I think I was a little selfish or, you know, uh, maybe not wanting, you know, to, to do something for someone, you know, and then you just get back into it, right? So, um, so let me get back to this. So love is the language, the word of God, the language, right? So what's language? Language is... Um, it's the principal method of communication. So God's word is love. His word is love. His language to us, that's how he speaks to us, right? So, and that's awesome because we have Father God all the time. Whenever, not only knowing that he's walking with us, but whenever I want to sit and commune with the Lord, I open the Bible. And I'll, or I'll listen to, some, to his word being spoken to me, you know? Sometimes it comes through another person or, you know, uh, listening to it on, on your phone or whatever. And this is all good resources too, because you know when I we go to we go to different things with our with our natural family, friends, parents, right? So we can be with God in all different arenas. Is what I'm saying. All right. So um, so God speaks love to all men, but not all men can hear His voice, right? And even with the Holy Spirit, if you're not spending time with God, you're not going to know Him. You're not going to know what he sounds like, what he looks like, what his character is. So it's important that we spend time. It's like having, for me, I'll describe it as like having my husband in the other room. I know he's in the house somewhere, but I never spend time with him. He doesn't know me, and I absolutely will never know him. I mean, he'll know more about me, and he'll be yearning and desiring to spend time with me, but I'm not giving him that, that awareness. I'm not receiving the love that he has in that room, right? So, um, so I love each of my children, right, independently based on personal relationships, really. I mean, I can't say I love all my kids the same. I mean, I love them agape all the same, but I can't treat them or commune with them the same. I, it, they, they're each unique, right? And, and to be honest with you, it's on the level and measure of their faith in me that connects me to them. So it's sometimes, I got one that, you know, if she calls me once a month, that's a miracle. I'm like, whoa, you know? And that's the <laughs> level of my relationship with her because that's what she's choosing. I'm still that whole person ready and able to sp- spend as much time as she would like with me, but she's an independent person and, and I'm not gonna force myself on her because then you know what happens? She'll go further, right? So. So I, I sit and I wait, and that's okay because God is patient, right? It's love. That's what the love of me has to be for them. And then I have one that calls me all the time with every little thing, and that's fun. I spend a lot of time, and we're a little closer, right? So when we're in a gathering, we're more likely to be talking more and doing more, right? So, um, so each, in the person, each, pers- each kid of mine is, has a personal relationship. Each child is different and has a unique love language. And God's word speaks to each of us the way he needs to speak to us. You know, like I used to sit here and say, oh, that's good for this one, that. And God corrected me a long time ago. No, no. This is for you. Believe me. I'm talking to that person when I need to talk to them. I don't need you to be thinking, pay attention. It's like a daddy, right? And listen to what my message is for you today. 
That's a man who uses past the time a lot. <laughs> That's my vessel. But thank God we could be open, right? You know, because most people, some people get offended and they never want to come back. It's not, it's not the pastor. It's not the person, you know, and that's why relationships are so important. And, and us as being, um, whether we're leaders or people coming here on a regular basis to just reach out our hand. And, and that's the bridge, the bridge, you know, and that's why making amends and, and having, um, I'm just skipping, and having um, our bridges built back. Unforgiveness keeps us broken from people. We need the bridge. So if it means that I have to say I'm sorry, even if I'm not, because I serve the Lord, and the Lord needs an opportunity, and only I'm going to be able to give God that opportunity, then I'm going to repair it. And that person may never want to cross that bridge, but that's not my job. That's for them. But I have to be the one to build the bridge, right, with the Lord, of course. And, of course, whoever he signs to be in my life. I know that every person that I speak to, that I, even if I'm in line with somebody, that's a divine appointment. Everything in my life is unto the Lord. So if I'm standing in line with someone, he divinely appointed me next to that person. And I usually say hello or something, recognize, you know, because love is paying attention. Thank you, Father. Paying attention to each other. You know, time. Time is valuable. So we spend our time, right, paying attention to each other. We need to pay attention to each other. And, I, and I'm guilty sometimes, even with my son. He'll be like, Mom, I want to show you something. You know, and I got convicted. I got convicted when God gave me that. Like, that was like, oh, I can't wait to see him. I need to pay more attention, you know. And time goes by. And that's our life. When we pay attention to someone and we give them time, we're giving our life to them. And God, Jesus did it for us, and that's love. So even if it looks like time, it's love because you're giving of yourself. We don't have to die on the cross, thank God, right? But we, there's other things we need to do that feel like we're dying on the cross, right? I don't even know. I wanted to read First John 4, so I will. So, okay. Oh, before I do that, it says God is love, right? And love is not an emotion. It's a decision, okay? And love is a commandment from God that we love one another. We love our enemies. He talks about love all of Love your parents. Love, love, love. So it's not, it's not, listen, it's a choice. It's a decision I have to make, but it's not a choice for God. It's a commandment. It's a demand. It's a law. It's a, it's a commandment. We are to love one another. If I choose not to love, then I'm out of his divine blessings and, pre and, and, and presence. I want to be in the kingdom, you know? Okay, so um, we are made, we are created to be loved and to make, and to, and to, to be loved and to love in his image. So if you don't know what love looks like, spend time with Jesus in the word and he'll show you. He wants to show us what love looks like, right? So 1 John 4, love for God and one another. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this 
is the spirit of the Antichrist. I just want to say, so Antichrist, if Christ is love, this is the ungodly. This is unloving. This is, even though it sounds like love, it looks like love, it feels like love, that's why we need to know God is love. We need to know God. Because people will come, and you'll think, ooh, that's love. That feels good. That looks good. That wants to give me, you know, sat, and, and I'm stepping into fleshly desire, right? Which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. So it's around us. The, the ungodly love is around us, right? The Antichrist. You are of God, little children, and have overcome, have overcome them because he... Yeah, I just want to make sure I'm not skipping. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who, who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Okay? And so I want to talk a little bit about false lovers because I was mesmerized. I was wooed. And I was um, deceived by false lovers in my life, right? So spirit, um, I spent my life before, before saying yes to marry Jesus when he came face to face and he asked me to marry him. Before I said yes to Jesus, I spent my life looking for love in all the wrong places, right? I, uh, his proposal, looking for love in all the wrong places. I was of the world and the world and the world's things, the worldly things. That's what I was. I loved the world and the world loved me. You know, that's where I was. And that's also in John 15, 19. If you were of the world, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, thank you, Jesus, but I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. So I thought I would find love in men. I thought I would find love in money, in um, possessions, things, in uh, even um, promotions, you know, if I, if I knew enough. And, you know, that's where I, I want to talk about knowing the difference. And we're going to talk a little bit about the knowing of man's wisdom and knowledge. You know, there are many people that probably can recite the Bible. I, I can't, but I, I believe I know Jesus a little bit more than people that are just rambling around, you know. Thank you for that, you know. And sometimes it's better not to know it that well because it keeps us humble. It keeps me humble. So um, I spoke about the commandments. Okay, so I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know love. Just like the woman at the well, and, you know, I was on the phone like, what? Because I, I, I was really in another realm. I was like, and what's the business with the woman at the well? I know there's another story in that, right? And then oh, I hang up the phone, and all of a sudden, God, suddenly, God's like, the woman at the well? You want to talk about the woman at the well? Let's talk about the woman at the well. So I started reading. And so I understand it a little differently than I did the first time. You know, like, yes, he read her mail. But, you know, she was looking for love in all the wrong places, and love was in her face, you know? And, and he's like, if you knew that I'm the solution, that here I am. This is what you've been, the void in your heart is here. You would run to me. I mean, my birthday's coming up on uh, Saturday. And, you know, I, I always say this, this, this story is about getting a gift, you know, for me. And I always think like, you know, God, Jesus saying like, if you knew 
what gift I am, you would like rip up the package and like, and put me on like right away, right? That's how I feel. So I always think of that when I'm, when I'm reading this scripture. So the woman like at the well, I was looking for love, the void in everything in the world, everything in the world. I, they, the world didn't have enough for me because even if I got it, I was miserable. I was empty. It might have looked like it was like, you know, I might have had, it looked like I had the whole world in my hand. I had nothing in my heart. I love when he does that. It's so exciting, right? <laughs> that just came out of, it came out of Jesus. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it wasn't until I met Jesus face to face that I received the solution and answer to all my secret thoughts. You see, that's what the woman at the well is about. She was talking, she was, she was, nobody knew a lot of things about her, but God did, you know, and when he, answered everything in a matter of a second. And that's how I felt when I got born again. I was like, what? Everything, I was like a sponge. I'm like, I want more. And she ran around telling everybody because it was, it, it's, it's a miracle. It's a miracle when your heart gets full. And, you know, every day I want that. So every day I have to be with the Lord. Every day I have to, I have to build up in the Holy Spirit. I have to build the Holy Spirit up in me. And I have to um, have daily bread. We all do. You know, I, I try, I, this is a, a, a gift that I got, like, in the years of being a therapist. Keep everything on the eyes, and the, because people like, you know, like, you know, for me and I, but it's really for all of us, because God wants all of us, all right? So it's not like I'm getting all this special treatment. No, he wants everybody to have this with him. Um, so knowing God through love, and we're going to continue in, in um, 1 John. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God is so loved, if, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. So I, this is about the agape love, the God love, you know, and that's the unconditional. Abba Daddy is the unconditional love of a father, but the discipline of a father, okay? And that's why he talks about knowing the Antichrist before he even tells us about this. You know, because we could be tricked and, and get hurt by love or think it's we're being hurt by love, but we're not being hurt by God. We're being hurt by the Antichrist. It's not God. And if we start to know, and God loves us. It's like my son, if he went to go touch the, the stove, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something to him. And maybe eventually I'm going to say, stop it. You know, but it, at a certain point when he's not in my house and, he's, and he wants to keep going towards the stove, I'm not there. I mean, not that God's not there, but there comes a point where he has to make his own decisions, right? I'm not that little, uh, he's not that little boy anymore. So, um, so agape love, that is only found in God. We, there's no other way to get agape love, love of God in you, except for the Holy Spirit. So everyone needs to be born again and have the Holy Spirit. Because before the Holy Spirit, I thought I knew love, but it was distorted love. Everything outside of God is distortion, lies, deception, 
murder. And all that is not of God. So anything I thought was God always had a condition. You know, when it was ungodly, there was a condition. It might have felt good. It might have looked good. Even money had a condition. My marriage had a condition. I mean, I'm such a different person today. We have a better relationship as divorced because it's not about the, the title. It's about the people. You know, it's almost like that, too, with, with um, not looking at the sin. I mean, not looking at the person, but the sin rather than the person. You see, today, I can bring God wherever I am. I can love the same person that I couldn't love because I didn't have love. I can love whether they love or not. And it changes the atmosphere. It changes everything in my life. It changes my children. It changes my, my, my conversations, my thoughts, my everything, my peace. I get such peace. And love is about law and order, sound mind. Sound mind is just law and order in your mind. It's knowing the, the wisdom to know the difference. It's knowing uh, where your boundaries are, you know, which way to go. That's what peace is. When he says, peace, I leave you, he's leaving us with a sound mind, Christ-minded. Christ didn't go running around crazy, you know, making these wha- whacked-out decisions. And he always went to the Father. So I want to do what Christ did, what Jesus did. He's our example. Um, so the fruit of the Spirit, love, that's the, that belongs to God. And only through God, through the Holy Spirit, can you grow love. It's a fruit of the gifts that God, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and then the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives you grows love, right? Um, seeing, yeah, amen. Seeing God through love, through the Holy Spirit. So no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfect, perfected in us. But this we know, that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen that and, test, and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed that the love that God has for us, God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. The marriage, the consummation of love with God, right? So I always, one of the ways that I, it just, it just attached this teaching that I watched years ago um, by Perry Stone. It was about the Hebrew wedding. Right and how the man um, in the in the in the marketplace, like Jesus in the marketplace, right, lays eyes on the woman he wants. The some girls have their their things aren't on. They're not covered. When you're not covered, you're not taken. So and he'll look at you and and just a look, face to face, you you say yes. And from that moment on, you're really married. But the 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 man, the girl goes and tells all her friends. I just, you know, met this person. And, the, and the, guy, the guy goes to his father and says, Daddy, I met my wife. I would like you to meet my wife. And the father invites the wife, the, well, the, the girl, to the house and gives the girl, if he approves, right, and she says yes and he says yes, gives him the, a jewelry box, jewels of the family. That's the Holy Spirit. That's filled with gifts. The Holy Spirit has so many gifts for us inside our heart, right, when we, when we receive this. And we have to keep 
filling ourselves up, right? The oil with the with the oil and keep our oil lamps burning and cuz then she leaves him and waits. She never knows when he's coming to marry her. Like form they're married, but never that formal celebration. Like us here on earth getting ready to go with the Lord to have a beautiful marriage celebration, right? So we wait and we praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And we wait, and we keep the candle, we keep the, the lamp burning because we, we want him to know where we are, right? And we're ready, and we're, wait, and we're waiting for him. So I went off on that one. But that's, yeah. So, so love has been perfected among us in, us in this, that we, have, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he loves us. He loved us. So we multiply. When we marry Jesus, right, the Holy Spirit is what impregnate Mary, right? So when we receive the Holy Spirit, we can have babies of Jesus. We can have many. We could spread the seed. Right? That's what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. You know? And it's wonderful because where we get impregnated with Jesus' seed, and then we get Jesus' seed out of our mouth, and we give it to somebody else. And then they can plant the seed right, and multiply. And that's what Jesus, that's what he did for us. That's why he did it for us. Because he, one man couldn't do all of what we're doing. That's how he meant it. It's not like we're going to, I mean, we, we are, we're reaching more people. We can go out and, and proclaim his word. And instead, we're going to be bold. When we know we have the Holy Spirit, and it's the Holy Spirit in me, you know, the hope of glory, praise the Lord. I, there's nothing, it's not me. I, I love that because I'm like I was telling uh, I, I was saying it to James the other day, just a little while ago. I'm like, you know, I don't know. But the good thing is, it's not me. It'll be God. <laughs> you know, if, if anything goes wrong, it's like, God, what happened? Praise the Lord. So obedience by faith. If someone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. God wrote this. Liar is the word. God says we're a liar if we say and then we're like, <laughs> You know what? I can't take it when this person comes here. That right there is not, you're a liar. You, it's not you. You're being sold out to the spirit of the ungodly, unloving spirit, right? It's saying to you, huh, you know, they're always, they, they, they're always talking about you or whatever it is that makes you want to resist love is a lie. Because we all should want, we've been looking our whole lives for love. So the, when we get the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that's all the Holy Spirit wants because that's all the Holy Spirit knows. Love, 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 love. So when I'm not in love, I'm not in the Holy Spirit. I'm letting the Holy Spirit, I'm grieving the Holy Spirit. I'm not letting the Holy Spirit bubble up and be the image that I should be, right, when I look in the mirror. And the soft heart, God gave me this a, a while ago too, that soft, tender heart that he puts in us is a bloody heart because Jesus Christ's blood when we look at Jesus, he is a, you know, he, he, when, as he died for us on the cross to, to heal our hearts, he was a bloody mess. So our bloody heart, right? But he was love. And now, of course, he's not. He's beautiful. I mean, he was beautiful then too, but I'm just saying. But that's what the heart represents, his face. It's his face. If you look in a, in a, in a, 
in a pond, you see a reflection. When you look in your heart, you shouldn't see a hard rock. No, you should see a soft, tender, bloody, beautiful river heart that's flowing through your veins. That's the love of God. Praise God. So spiritual maturity is the ability to love like Jesus. Drop the mic. I probably should just leave now because that's it, right? So if someone says, I love, oh, sorry. So spiritual maturity is the kingdom of God is measured by our ability to love in all our affairs, in every affair. It doesn't matter what it looks like. doesn't matter what it feels like. I'm called, because he called my name, to love. If he called your name, you're called to love. There's no other job. It made my life a lot easier because I was doing a lot of stuff. Just like Jesus, right? We're supposed to love like Jesus, to express love always. Did you love today? That's the question for the day. And that's what God asks us at the end. Listen, I'm, I'm sure he's going to ask us at the end of our life. But at the end of our day, that's the question he asked. He asked me, did I love today? So maybe it's a preparation to when I'm face to face with him, really in the glory of in his presence, right? Did you love? Do you know what love? Did you experience it? Because that's the gift he gave us. He wants every one of us to, to, to have that. Um, to know God in an intimate way is to talk and walk in his love as a way of life. It's not, it's just who we are. If Christ, if I'm Christ-minded, I'm, I'm constantly looking, who can I love? Who can I bless? Who can, charity, charity is love, right? Who can I give, 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 give? Because the Holy Spirit's a giver. So if it's the Holy Spirit in me, the hope of glory, then I'm looking always to give. Whatever it is, it could be the littlest thing. It's not always these big things. God is so subtle sometimes. Sometimes, you know, someone called me this week. I kind of stepped back. I kept saying God keeps pulling me back to just spend more time with him, less time doing all these things. And someone in our group randomly called me and said, I just want to tell you I love you, and I just want you to know that you've been on my heart. I've been praying. And that was love. I felt it. Random. Didn't, know, didn't tell anybody anything. They just felt God was talking to them. Just pray for Luann, reach out to her, show it, tell her you love her, and let her know. And it was exactly what I needed, you know? Praise God. Amen. Um, so this is true wisdom and understanding. So if we want wisdom and understanding, right, let the Holy Spirit love. Let him use you to love. Because that's what it's going to be. Look, that was wisdom. I was exactly what I needed. She used her wisdom. Praise the Lord. Right? Of being in the fullness of God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Rather than just knowing about him or of him. Like, yeah, I know, I know, I know uh, Jesus. Yeah, he did this. Or, you know, I know the word. But not knowing him intimately in a marriage, in a, in a communion that's so deep, that's so intimate in love. A love affair. That's what the word is. It's a love affair with God. You know, get into it. Make it part of all your affairs, his love. Boom, another one. He's just going for it tonight. Woo! I don't even know what to do with all this. (laughs) Love you all. (laughs) So, okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay, Uh, is the phone side. Okay, so if you love, so if you love, you will keep 
his commandments. And that's what God says. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So know what they are. Know what they are. And you know what? He says love. First of all, if you love, you're keeping all the commandments because that's it. Because if, no if I'm loving you when I want to punch you, look, I just, got, I just covered anger with love, right? If I'm loving you when I want to gossip about you, rather I keep my mouth, I just covered love with silence, patience maybe, you know? Praise God. So John never says that those who do not love are not born of God. He says that those who do not love do not know God, do not know him. All right, which means even born-again Christians do not know God. All right? If they are loving out of fear, selfish, selfish gain, you know, me, it's it's condition on it. You know, like, I'll, I'll do this if I know they're going to do that. That's not knowing God. That person may need, you know, to see love through you. Because we should know the Antichrist. It's not the person. It's the Antichrist on them, the lie that they're being told. So when someone is acting that way in my life, instead of saying, why are you acting like that? And then going back and making antichrist babies, right? Because I'm going to, you know, have a communion and a union and a marriage with anger or maybe selfishness because now I'm not going to talk to you. Now I just had a baby of antichrist. I don't want to do that. I want to have Jesus. I want to have the love of Christ all around the world. So I will show that person an act of love, an act of kindness, an act of patience, an act. That's why we have acts. Read them, and you'll see all the works of God sharing, act of healing. Maybe that person just needs a touch. Praise God. Right? Um, let's see. They do not know. Which means, Eva, okay, said that uh, selfish gain, jealousy, or any other reason thought, mood, and emotion that does not line up with God's word. Anything that does not, if it's not in the Bible, am I doing it? Check your motives. God tells us to check our motives. Sometimes we need to yield or rest in the Lord and not take the action yet because we don't know if it's the love of God, the agape love, or worldly love, word of love or world of love. We have a choice, all right? And we have to sometimes sit back and maybe pray for a while or maybe even call someone that you know walks in love. And said, do you think, and maybe, maybe it is coming from a, a wrong place. And we're open to each other, right? We have to be open to, if the Holy Spirit's in you, Bethany, I have to be open to hear the Holy Spirit say, you know, Lou, that might not be the way you want to do it. Okay, praise the Lord. I don't care. If it's from God, I care. I don't care if I know who I am. So I know if it's not from God, because I know the Antichrist, right? So she's like, if she, whatever it is, we know when someone is speaking to, into our life, not at our life. All right, there's another one. Boop. Okay, so if God dwells in you, then you should reflect your mirror. Your mirror is love. You should look like love. You should look like Jesus. Your character, your virtues, your values, his will on earth as it is in heaven should be how you walk. God is all about love in heaven, right? So we have to bring heaven here on earth. The Holy Spirit is, is our connector you know, between Jesus and, and Father God, right? So we, we have the Holy Spirit here among us, and Jesus is at, seated at the right hand of the Father. So we have to bring heaven here on earth. And every one of us, we all have a piece of heaven in our hearts, 
if we choose to have the peace of heaven. And we can have a hard heart and have a piece of hell in our heart, but I don't want hell anymore. I live my whole life hard-hearted. Um, I want to be tender-hearted, soft-hearted, a healthy heart. And all those words are fullness of God. They're all fullness. He doesn't want us um, sick. He doesn't want us shut down, unwilling. He wants the opposites of those things. That's why the heart, he's, he's, a, he's a doctor of the heart. It's a heart condition. Our, our, life, our problem is a heart problem. We all have heart problems when we come into the kingdom, and God just wants to, and he uses each one of us to help repair hearts. So if, uh, where am I? Okay, so God dwells in each of the mirror reflection. Okay, so um, I needed to get renewed in the mind, a psychic change. Not just, you know, like we say, oh, the washing of the word and all this. We say these things, but I needed a psychic change. I needed to be a different person. I couldn't just get the word and then remain. Okay, so, you know, because I didn't understand that in the beginning, that, you know, what, what that truly meant, a psychic change. And I've been, I was, you know, in, in programs, I went to school, but a true psychic, sorry, a true psychic change is n n I'm no longer that person. I'm, I don't, it, that's like the last way I think. Sometimes it might want to try to come back, but it's not who I am today. And then when it tries to come back, because it's not who I am, I'm like, step behind me, Satan. Because I can recognize it because it's not who I am. That's a psychic change. When you become transformed into the new creation, it's a total transformation. And everything, even your body transforms. Your hair starts to grow. Praise the Lord. You feel stronger. You stand up. You, you, it, everything starts to feel full and complete with the Lord because he is full and complete. He's not going to leave us like, you know, half measured, right? So we give a, um, the psychic chains gives you the ability to respond to life differently. It's a spiritual awakening, some people will say, a born-again experience, right? So, so I needed an I needed an attitude adjustment, and I said, I put, I wrote down here, I like I have it above here because God gave me a little thought. He said, no, you needed an attribute, character adjustment. <laughs> so instead of an attitude adjustment, I needed an attribute adjustment. You know, I needed God's attributes in me. Right? So turn, I had to turn my thinking away, my thinking. I had to, to, to give it up, give up that, that old thinking, to turn your thinking toward God. I had to turn towards God, his will, and take action. I had to not only just say, okay, God, here it all is. And you no, know, he's like, okay, you give me this, and I'm giving you that. Now go out there and act on that, because that's what's going to transform you. That makes you the, the new creation. It's in the walk that we do. Because I could say a lot of good things. I, you know, I used to tell my kids, don't say you're sorry. Be you're sorry. Be is life. It's the true man identity when we're in our being, right? So, and that's where the seeds are, right? And then my heart is where the, the garden, where it starts to grow. And then it comes out, the fruit of my mouth, where my thinking and all that stuff, the body will function. All right? Um, so to turn your thinking towards God, his will, and act, and act upon it. God is seen through us by others. So everyone's looking for love, right? And I was looking for love, and I never really saw anyone 
in my life, in my arenas, because I stayed in places where what I was looking for, I found, you know, in, in all the wrong places, all the things. I didn't find, I didn't know what love looked like. I was, by traditions, by belief systems, by worldly views, I was deceived to believe love was supposed to look like this. And then God renewed my whole entire thinking and, ta and taught me what his love is like and what I should be looking for. So even, even in relationships, I've been by myself and I'm full. I'm happy. I don't, it, it's fine. You know, I'm, I'm married to God. I'm complete. Even though I'm not married, I'm complete. And if God finds, chooses someone for me and he introduces me, then he'll complete me in another way. But I'm always complete when I'm in the Lord. Even if it doesn't look like that to other people, that's a lie. And, you know, because my mother will say, oh, why don't you, if I talk to someone, she's like, was it cute? Do you like him? You know, you're getting old. I'm like, mom, I'm so okay with my life. Like, that's oddly peculiar to some people, right? But we are, we are the voices. We are the language, the love language for God. So it's what comes out of our mouth, how we're speaking our love language towards God, for God, towards others, right? That people get to say, hmm, and be happy. Not just say, I'm happy, and then be like, I, I want to be with somebody. That's not really being happy, you know? And then my mother, what do you think she's going to think? She's not really happy. No, to be really, truly happy. And I'm not saying I don't want to meet anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's an example that I can be content for the rest of my life just the way I am with the Lord. It's just everything else is just more, more of what he wants in my life. If he expands it, it's his kingdom growing in my life, right? I mean, it's growing always. It's always growing in my life. <laughs> so, so God is seen through us and by others. This is why we need to restore and our relationships with one another with, and forgive. This is why, because maybe that person doesn't know why you called them. I mean, I called somebody a couple of weeks ago. I walk in the dog. I call, and he puts this person. Now, let me tell you something. It was my old landscaper in New York, and this guy got paid big bucks from, I did some major stuff, and I, I, I walk in the dog. I'm like, God, check my heart. Is everything, am I good? You know, like, what, is there something you want to show? And he says, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what? Like, why him? He's like, yeah, I think you might owe him some money. I owe him money. And now I'm doing a house, and, like, at, at this time, like, this is, like, the, the I don't want to hear that. Like, I'm walking the dog. Like, <laughs> and I call him, and sure enough, I owe him money. All right? And I said, okay, well, I'm going to write you a check. But I needed to do that because God had something. that I asked him to check me, okay? I asked God to check my heart. I might not like the father part of the Abba <laughs> at that moment, right? But I love him because he loves me. I mean, what he did for me was open up a channel, you know, so that I can get more of who he is. That cap came off. The guy didn't need the money. He was like, eh. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to write you a check. Thank you. You know, and I got to share that I'm, I've been saved. I got to share that I'm, um, I have ministry and I work for the Lord. And he's like, what? And this is a guy. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm on film. 
This, God just brought this to my attention. This is someone that seen me in like nightclubs I shouldn't have been in. Okay? So there it is. He needed to see the other side of what God can do to someone. All right? With all the glitzies and I had, you know, I was like, you know, miss like, what, what, in the private room and dancing on tables. Come on. And I call this guy. And this just came to me just now. So now I know more about why I, I was supposed to call this guy. All right? Praise the Lord. He's so good. He's so good. Amen. Okay. Um, so stop feeling angry and resentful towards someone. And this is for everyone. This is a word from God, all right? So stop for any offense, any flaw, any mistake, anything. Cancel all your debts with others. Clean the wreckage. We need to clean our wreckage, okay? Because if there's a, a bridge but it has a lot of junk on it, somebody can't cross it. We got it. So you might say, well, well I like that person. I forgave them. But I'm, I got a whole bunch of debris still going on. You didn't. You know when you forgive? When you can sit with your enemy, okay? Because someone said that to me, oh, I, 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 I'm not mad at that person. I just don't want to be around them. Well, then you are not in forgiveness because you know when you forgive when you could be around them. If that's the thing that's keeping you from that person, then you should practice that. If that's the thing that comes to your mind, I don't, I, I don't want to call that, then call the person. Whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind, that's the act of love that you need to be doing. If the, the very thing that you feel you can't do is what you should be doing because God's giving you the answer. Do it. It's for everyone. So um, rebuild bridges of love. They're love bridges. And you never know. It could be, look at what I did. How many years later? Ten years later, I called this person. There's a bridge, right? And now who knows? Maybe another ten years he might be calling me and saying, I, I have a family member or some. I don't know. We don't need to know that stuff. We just need to know that we have a solid foundation and that we're listening to the word of God, what God is telling us to do to create an expansion of the kingdom for people to come in. Because especially in today's day, right now, we need to have our bridges clean. We need to have pathways and, and valleys and, and rivers so, flowing through us so that when people come, because they're going to come, they know where to go because they don't feel judged, because they don't feel... They have nothing for me. They know, they see our life. I want that. I need that. Even if it's safety, you know, we're going to have the floodgates. We need to have the rivers and the bridges and, and all the, the pathways open for this. Praise God. So Jesus is God's love. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection are how God experientially showed us love. So in his walk, every, every moment of every minute, even when he was correcting people, was love. It was all love, okay? And if you're feeling like you're being condemned, that's a lie from the pit of hell. That's the, that's the, the devil trying to keep you from truth, God, love. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe the hype, right? Don't believe the lie. It's turn it. We have a choice, okay? Nobody's saying, yeah, that's good. We have a choice. Today, God's saying to you, you have a choice. You can either be condemned or convicted. So if you're feeling condemned, give it to God and let him convict you with it. Okay? Even if you, it is coming from the enemy. Steal it back. 
Don't let the enemy steal and take and keep it. You know what? Give me that. God, what, is, what does that really mean? God, fix it. He'll fix it for you. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 1, 15, 20 says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to, d- to dwell. Imagine that, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. I want to be that place where God's looking for me. I want to be in there, you know? And that's like people, you know, people. God's people want to, want to be around us, right? The Holy Spirit and other people are like, I want to be over there. I want to be with that person, you know, because they, 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 they feel the fullness. It's the fullness of God. It's so incredible. Um, fullness of God was pleased, was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. We are adopted into the kingdom of God as his sons and daughters. He will abide in us, in us, and us in him as he is the father and it is by the fruit of the holy spirit in us that we know that his holy spirit is dwelling in us that's how we know okay but when we feel like we want to love oh that's the best place to be because you know that that's the holy spirit i can't love on my own so when i want when i get a hunger and a thirst to to want to write a check to someone that's evidence of the holy spirit because believe me, left to my own self, I don't want to write the check, right? I don't want to make that phone call, you know? I want to sit in myself, and that's why we have to come to ourselves and get into himself, get out of ourself and into himself. That's what he says, come to me, right? Um, I don't want to go too much more because... Uh, Holy Spirit. So the fruit of the Spirit is love. Holy Spirit grows love in us when we completely give ourselves to Jesus Christ. Believe with all my spirit, soul, and body. So the Holy Spirit it gives spiritual life, right? You want to be a spiritual being, a spiritual godly being, then be obedient to the Holy Spirit, and He'll fill you up more and more and more and more. And then all of a sudden, you'll start glowing. People will be like, "I don't know, you look a little different." That's the Holy Spirit, you know? Um, So the Holy Spirit is the glue that holds me together with Jesus Christ and Father God. He helps me encounter love, the love of God with Jesus. Jesus is my example, and it's the fullness of God. The Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit is the fullness. It's being complete. When I'm operating in the fullness of God, in my body, spirit, my, my soul, then I'm with Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's the union. That's the connection. If I'm off a little, it's because I'm off somewhere with God in his fullness. Maybe it's with Jesus. Maybe I need to sit with Jesus for a little while. Maybe it's I need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's I have to ask the Father. You know, I got to do these things. I got to know the difference, the wisdom to know the difference. That's God's wisdom. When he says, no, 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 you need to go to Daddy on that one. Okay, I go to Daddy. 
Oh, you need to submit yourself to that. That's the Holy Spirit. Okay, I go to the Holy Spirit. I think you need to shut the door and, and just like, you know, read about Jesus. Learn, learn about what he's done. Walk his walk, right? Praise God. I'm going to end here because I, I, it's like there's more. But So I, I, let me just get to the bottom. So let's be moved by compassion. Let me just read this. So stop believing the worldly lies and men's ideas of what love is false doctrine. God says we will know false doctrine to test his word. No false prophets. When all hell breaks loose, and believe me, there are cracks because it's coming, right? We see it all around us. We need to know the difference, the wisdom to know the difference between godly and ungodly, righteous and unrighteous. We cannot be fooled. It's going to be very, 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 even more tricky, even more because our children are being deceived and we can easily fall into, I love my son. I love my son. I got, I, I, well, maybe I should just, you know, like, okay, let him hang out there. No, you see right there. I just entered into, I, I made a crack. All right. So we have to be diligent. No, take captive these thoughts. Know the word. All right. So, um, the altering of God, false doctrine, the altering of God's word to fit our satisfaction. I cannot change things even if it's because I want someone to love me or to, or, or because I'm, I, maybe I'm not going to get what I want, right? God wants me to be happy even, even if I sin, okay? So there's a way we can all just repent when we're going through something. He, he loves us. He, you know, I told somebody, who did I tell? I told somebody, oh, I was on the phone. Someone called me out of the blue, and they're like, yeah, I kind of like, you know, I, I, he grew up with, with ministers as, as parents, and he's like, no, I couldn't live up to what God wanted me to live up, so I went my own way. And now I'm kind of going back, you know, into seeking. I said, well, praise God, you know. And um, I'm like, you know, God loved Hitler. Maybe Hitler didn't love God, but God loved Hitler. And I don't know where Hitler is. I'm not saying I do or where he should be. It's not my job, but I'm saying this. God didn't stop loving that man, no matter what, because it, it could have took a second for him to turn around, and maybe he did. I don't know. But he always loves us. It's us that don't, that don't love. We're the ones that have the choice to either receive it, believe it, and then give it, right? Or just say, no, no, he'll never love me. No, that's not true. That's you. That's a lie, and that's you believing a lie. So let's erase that right now. Because God loves, God is love. Period. Love you guys. Oh, I just want to pray. So Father, wow. <laughs> this was awesome. And thank you, everyone. Thank you, Daddy, for, for you know, using me tonight. I just, I'm so grateful and so humbled by just your word and who you are in my life. I just, I'm so grateful. And I, I just pray for everyone here that they received and that they can um, experience you in, in a way that they've never experienced you. Even if they think they have, bring it deeper, Lord. I just pray deeper revelation, deeper penetration, deeper communication from you, Father God, to everyone here. In Jesus' name, amen.